Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Hey there, cyberpunks. Did you know that this podcast is now being recorded live on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio? That's right. You can join me and my now co-host Logan every Saturday night for our live show. You can ask questions. You can interact with us in chat. And that is every week. Plus, after the show, we have office hours. This is my way to give back to the community. I will be answering questions about podcast creation, YouTube videos, live streaming, anything that I can do to help you guys with your own content creation. And that's every week after the live show, plus hanging out and playing some games and stuff. So come join us Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next week. The Cyberpunk Lorecast is now brought to you by our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Everyone who supports the show gets episodes early and an ad-free experience. Plus, it's pay what you want. It starts at $3 a month, and you can pay more if you'd like. Go check it out, patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Can I tell you guys a secret? One of the best hidden secrets of cyberpunk lore on the internet isn't in the wikis yet. Someday, we will have wikis overflowing with all sorts of really yummy, crunchy cyberpunk lore. I just said yummy, crunchy cyberpunk lore, didn't I? But that'll happen after the game comes out, after Cyberpunk 2077 is released, and we have enough time to digest all the content, and wiki writers across the world start contributing to the gigantic amount of information that's going to come out with that game release. Before that, most of what we have to go on is in the pen and paper RPGs. And I've been poring over a number of those, and I've been looking through them for specific details to put on this show. But there's another source that has been really great at consolidating information into bite-sized pieces, and that's what this show is about. This is not the kind of show that goes on for two hours interviewing four people sitting around a table where everybody says the same thing over and over and over again each time somebody gets a chance to talk because I don't find that interesting and I don't think you guys do either. This show is about bits and pieces of the lore delivered directly to you. So what I'm going to do over the next set of episodes 
is I'm going to boil down the information that is being posted since the beginning of the year to the cyberpunk game subreddit from Jay Gray at R. Talsorian. That's the user account that posts these. Every day, Jay Gray from R. Talsorian has been posting something. It's, it's basically an image with a paragraph or two about information about cyberpunk, the tabletop RPG and the history of the world, all sorts of different kinds of stuff. So I'm going to pull these out and use these as sources in the show. And the first topic I want to cover with you guys directly from the posts way back in January is about uh, cyberware. Now, what better way to get psyched for the new game release and all the awesome visuals than to talk about cyberware? Now, we know with cyberpunk that fashion is a big part of it. Not only do you want those cool cybernetic arms so you can tear open a door or punch through someone's face, but they also need to look badass while you do it. So we're going to dig into each of these. So let's start with post 23, all the way back from January 23rd, 2019. It says here, the foundations for the body enhancement technology, commonly known as cyberware, were laid in 1991. So now we're going, we're going back to some of the earlier timeline. And I talk about some of this in one of the earlier episodes. So we're back in the early 90s, 1991. That's when the first artificial muscle fibers were developed in the United States. And in 1993, when the first biological interface chips were developed in Germany. Early cyberware was field tested by implanting it into soldiers serving in the Central and South American wars, usually without warning the test subjects of the potential side effects. It goes on and says that by 2020, cyberware is pervasive in society for utilitarian reasons, but also as a fashion statement. It's hip to have high tech grafted into your body somewhere, and the trendsetters who walk the red carpet are as likely to boast about who designed their new arm or eyes as they are to talk about who made their outfit. It's a very prevalent thing by 2020 that if you are on the who's who list, that you are going to be sporting some form of cyberware and talking about who made it for you. The post on the 24th says the cyberware is usually divided into 10 categories, five of which are presented in the list below. Some begin with a basic unit, for example, a cyber eye, which can be upgraded with options. First on the list is fashionware. Now, these are cosmetic enhancements made directly to the body. For example, a biomonitor, a light tattoo, Tech hair. These are most often just done because they look cool. Next on the list is neuralware. Processors plugged into the nervous system in order to modify or enhance it. Imagine with the technology that they have in this universe, what you could do to modify your nervous system. Could you increase your reaction time? Could you see in the dark? Could you feel sensations that you couldn't feel before? Even measure 
differences in gradients of temperature to points of a degree. This includes things like neural processors and even a smart gun link. Next, we have implants. Devices adding specific functions to the body, for example, a gill implant or a chemical analyzer. You could swim with a gill implant, obviously, and with a chemical analyzer, you could know the substance of something just by placing it on that sensor. After that, we have BioWare, enhancements built along biological instead of mechanical lines. So this is, for example, in the first section, we talked about uh, modifying muscles, grafting muscles. That would be one example. Nanosurgery would be another. Modifying the natural biological qualities of your body rather than grafting in some sort of external technology into it. Fifth on this list are cyber weapons, and these are mostly illegal weapons implanted directly into the cyber limbs or the body. And it calls out some here specifically from the role playing games, vampires, wolvers, chain rip. You can imagine all the different kinds of uh, interesting cyber weapons that you could graft into your cyber limbs, your arms. Uh, things like even just the simplicity of spikes and blades that can pop out and, and move out of your arms at need if you're in combat or guns that implant themselves into your body itself. Post 25 goes on with the other five out of the 10 list. The first here is cyber optics. So sounds like just what it is. Cameras, which replace biological eyes. So they can do things like color shifting your irises or image enhancements, being able to zoom in on an image without actually having to get closer to it. Similar to that, we have cyber audio, devices plugged into the auditory nerves to enhance hearing, and even things like a radio link or just amplified hearing, being able to hear at a greater distance or through substances that would muffle sounds, or to be able to imagine this, you're in a very busy room, like a bar or something like that, and to filter out all the different sounds in order to hear the person across the room that you're trying to listen in on. After that, we have cyber limbs, which we brought up a little bit. In any color and style that you want, that's what it says right here. So basically, you could stylize your cyber limbs and reinforce the joints, add tools to your hands, or just you know use them as a fashion attachment and make them look cool with different colors and designs. Then we have linear frames. Now, these are exoskeletons grafted onto the body. Now, in the real world, we are developing exoskeletons. They are used for helping people to lift heavy objects, reinforce the body in order to carry weights over longer distances, or to lift items that are generally too heavy to be lifted over and over and over again with the human body by itself. This is very similar. These kinds of linear frames enhance the strength of the wearer or do you wear cyberware i guess you do the wearer the user i don't know the correct word for that and then last on the list we have body plating plastic or metal plating which covers part of the body as protection or as a mounting surface so for example front optic mounts or tor torso uh, armor plates, things to make you more resilient to not take damage, those types of things. 
Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amaran. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So from post 26, 27, 28, and 29, we get even more detail about cyberware and how it's used. And that's what's so great about this account. And I, I can't thank our Talsorian games enough for making a point to do this because Guys, you need to log into Reddit. I don't you might not like Reddit very much, but just go to the one subreddit, Cyberpunk Game, and read these as they post them because it's great info. So here, let's dig into the rest of these. So 26, we're just gonna do 26, 27, 28, and 29. 26 says interface plugs are one of the most common forms of cyberware in the world of Cyberpunk 2020. They're the starting point which allow people to stud into vehicles, firearms, and computers, and control them, providing the user has the right neuralware. Information and skill chips can also be slotted into interface plugs, allowing direct mental access to them. So this is how you plug in to other things through a port on your body. Interface plugs are usually installed directly into bone and tap into major nerve trunks, so imagine plugs not only in, say, your arms or legs, maybe, but also in other places, like your head. Most people mount interface plugs into their wrists, but others like to show them off. And there's a few different names they go by. Plug heads mount them at the temple. Frankensteins mount them just behind the ears. Like imagine the Frankenstein's monster with those little plugs on the like, very top of the neck, right underneath the head. Puppet heads prefer the back of the skull. It isn't uncommon to see an interface plug inlaid with precious metals or decorated with custom caps. Now you may think of this as a human-only thing, but it's not. It says here that humans aren't the only biologicals who can be fitted with cyberware. Upgraded animals are usually purchased by the wealthy or organizations looking to fill a specific need. Most are cloned as fully mature, then fitted with cyberware and trained via chip for specific behaviors. Buyers looking for animals with a naturally developed personality must pay extra. Animals from the wild cost 50 times the base price due to both of their rarity and the difficulty in overriding their neural instincts. Now, dogs are the most common type of cyber pet, but cats, horses, primates, rodents, birds of prey, sharks, dolphins, and even bats can be purchased. Common cyberware for a cyber pet includes sensory boosts, berserk chips, which activate a frenzy mode, cyber limbs, cyber weapons, and a harness which transforms larger animals into mobile weapons platforms. Seems a little bit crazy, but can you imagine having guard dogs with boosted sensitivity 
and cyber limbs, maybe even cyber teeth or cyber weapons. This gets me thinking about, you know, like sharks with laser beams coming out of their heads, but that could totally be a thing. The old joke from uh, the Austin Powers movies. Um, Man, can you imagine like primates, already intelligent creatures who are programmed to be more intelligent and more capable due to the cyberware that's plugged into them or birds of prey? spying on an area being used as aerial drones that are just as capable of fighting their way out of a situation if they need to. Now, so far we've only been discussing individual replacements of parts, but you can imagine if you can replace a few bits and pieces of your body, then what happens when you replace all the pieces Now, this opens up the conversation here about full body replacement, which is perhaps the ultimate expression of cyberware. This process, the process of turning someone into a Borg, as they are commonly known, replaces almost all biological material with cybernetics. This includes the skeleton, organs, and skin. Now, Borgs retain their original brain, but it is intensely modified. So what does that actually mean? Well, it means that they don't need to eat, drink, or breathe. Instead, biological components receive nutrients via cybernetics. They do sleep for psychological reasons because they still do have the semblance of some sort of human brain in there. A number of companies offer full-body replacement models. The IEC Alpha class is an, is an all-purpose model. The Dynaler, Dynaler? I don't know how to pronounce that. Aquarius is designed for underwater use, while the Cybermatrix Incorporated Copernicus functions best in space. At 8 feet tall and 620 pounds, the IEC Dragoon offers the ultimate in battlefield performance. Now I'm thinking forward to the video game here to cyberpunk cyber cyberpunk cyberpunk 2077. Man, you talk a lot and then your words kind of get mushed up sometimes. But I'm thinking forward to the game release and some of the combat situations that we're going to be in. I have a feeling we're not just going to be dealing with augmented humans, but If things get really dark and we have to fight corporations or end up in a war area of some sort, what are the chances that we're going to come across an IEC Dragoon, 620 pounds, 8 feet tall, fully body replaced Borg with weapons armed to the teeth? The final post about cyberware talks about bio. Exotics. Now, the bioexotics line allows clients to become something other than human through intensive transformation using a variety of techniques. It says here, as the tagline says, why bother to be one of the beautiful people when you don't have to be people at all? Most exotic packages involve forms resembling an anthropomorphized animal. Various mammalian forms are most common. Fantasy race forms such as elves, dwarves, and orcs 
are also available. Among the most extreme options are aquatic, dragon, and insect forms. While initially intended for the wealthy, it has become increasingly common for gangs, cults, and secret societies to offer their valued members the bioexotics process as a, re- as a reward. In such cases, the forms selected always match the organization's theme. Now, I haven't heard much about this from a gameplay perspective. I know you can augment your character, but will we get the option to install certain bioexotics into our characters at some point? Will that be something further down the line? Everybody believes that this game is going to do extremely well. And with the pedigree it's coming from, with the Witcher games and the the history and performance of the studio and the anticipation for the game to do well, I can't imagine it's going to fail. Are we going to fight against bioexotics? Are we going to come across them in the wild? Are we going to have to negotiate with them? Can we become one ourselves? I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. All right, cyberpunks. This has been the most recent episode. I'm your host, Robots, or Tom. You can call me either. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider dropping a review on iTunes, telling a friend, and as we get closer to the release of the Cyberpunk 2077 game, I will be doing these episodes more and more regularly. And at some point, we're going to have to shift from a focus primarily on the lore by itself and the news and those kinds of things to more focus on the game, what's going on in the games, maybe even interviews with some of the people behind the games, uh, whether they be the pen and paper tabletop games or the video game coming out. Um, People who have been playing the games get lots of different opinions and takes on this. So please stay tuned for this podcast to continue to evolve. And I'd love for you guys to be part of it. If you have any thoughts, any want to get on the on the podcast itself, then by dropping a review on Apple Podcasts and giving a five star review with a rating on future episodes, I will be reading out those reviews. So you can drop those there. If you want to get a hold of me directly, shoot me a tweet or an email. The information's at the end of the show and in the show notes. And the Robots Radio is an awesome Discord. We have we just eclipsed 450 really awesome, super nice super cool people and i'm not talking like cool like jerks i'm talking like down to earth really great people talking about really cool things and there's a whole section in there where you can discuss cyberpunk there's even sections if you're interested in getting into podcasting or streaming video games and that kind of thing go check that out i also stream most nights and then hopefully sometime in the next few weeks during the days on twitch.tv slash robots radio this has been your host Tom or Robots again, thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you guys again on the next episode. And until next time, stay safe in Night City. Especially if you see, like, bio-exotic bugs flying at you or something. Be safe out there. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network. Smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. 
The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, from Soft Lorecast, available everywhere.